Welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts. I'm your host, David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida, and this is my podcast where I sit down with an actor or artist friend. We watch an episode of the classic 1980s sitcom, The Facts of Life. Then I hit record and we talk about it a lot and a lot of other stuff too. My guest this week is Paul Padilla. He's back for more to conclude the exciting cliffhanger that happened last week in part one. The episode we watched is Teenage Marriage Part 2, officially Season 2, Episode 8, with an original air date of January 14th, 1981. There's really no need for any other intro. If you're wanting to learn more about Paul and his great musical theater career, uh, we cover a lot of that when he's on the show back in episode nine, when I had him on for season one. So as far as I'm concerned, we can jump right on in. This is me with Paul Padilla. It's time for part two of Teenage Marriage. Just got in the door. Sorry. Oh, yeah, my God. Paul, Traffic a, sucked. You, it was here, a bitch. I just got in the door. Yeah, here. I'll, I got to go hang up your coat. Wait yeah, a can you tell I've lost like three pounds since and last week? So that's I'm great. On keto. I'm on Juicing keto. Juicing works, really. <laughs> <I started> keto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're yes. back, folks. Yes. We're back. Paul Padilla is still here. Part two. Yes. He is on his third bottle of wine mm-hmm. now. And, uh, we're getting it's it's getting a little late. Yeah, it is. It late. takes time to watch an hour episode and then talk a lot about yeah, it. Seriously, we, yeah. we might be getting a little punchy as this. Yeah, starts. sorry y'all, it's way past my bedtime, and the Seven Eleven wine is just, you know, <laughs> the sitting right where it needs to right now. Seven Eleven yeah. wine, yes. <laughs> so yeah. I always like having a designated drinker. I mean, it's right there. You know, here yeah. we are. So teenage marriage part two. We start first things first. We're in the lounge. Mrs. Garrett is knitting. And, yes. Um, and I was going to ask you, like, I do remember as a child holding yarn. That is such a weird thing but on TV. But do you TV. remember that? Because I did it a lot. Like, I would hold it either for my grandmother or for somebody. I, I guess it was a big thing back then in the late 70s, 80s. But as a kid, it I was, would hold I guess, yarn. I think Tootie the skeins of yarn are rolled that way and then they're twisted so the idea is that if you untwist it and hold it that's the only way to access the yarn without it tangling so then you take from there and that's when you roll the ball because i spent a lot of time holding yarn like that yeah my grandmother or my mother or somebody i i actually never did my grandmother did crochet but i never was that involved in the process but We've got Tootie holding the yarn, Natalie is reading, and Mrs. Garrett is knitting or doing something with the other end of the yarn. Mm -hmm. And we're clearly right after where we left off. Blair comes running in in her um, matronly, middle-aged dress saying, is Joe here? She's going to do it. I tried to stop her, but she's more... she's going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And Blair says, it's a done deal. They're going to get married. I can just see them now living in a tenement with 12 kids and Eddie drinking beer and belching. Belching. And um, Natalie says, so uh, really enjoyed Coal Miner's daughter, didn't you, Blair? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Blair imagining how poor people live is very funny. (laughs) So Joe shows up and, yep, she is mad. So she says, I guess you heard what happened. And Mrs. Garrett said, yeah, Paul Revere here beat you to it. (laughs) Nice little touch. Tootie is wonderfully supportive, says, I wish you a happy marriage. 
And uh, then Eddie shows up once again from the weird entrance. hallway. I put him in Eddie the in the hallway. I and Eddie shows up. So it's one of those like, okay, this is happening. The marriage is happening. Eddie shows up and he's like, has the smoke cleared? And Natalie looks at him and goes, Eddie, and gets a big hug. <laughs> Eddie, anytime she can get a hug from a guy, she gets one. Natalie, yeah. we love her so fucking much. And then, oh, she's like, Eddie, and hugging him again. And you're like a member of the family. And I think Tootie says to her, okay, Natalie, don't milk it. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what Natalie wants mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. But anyhow. So the plan is they're going to get on Joe's bike. They're going to go to West Virginia because that is where the legal age of marriage is 16. 16. And um, so Joe leaves the room somehow. And earlier, Mrs. Garrett said she's been trying to get in touch with Joe's mother and hasn't heard back from her. Well, in the course of them talking about, well, she's just going to go get married. And somebody says... Which, who says it? It's, I don't think it's Blair. It says, I'm not even going to be able to get her a wedding present. Uh, is it it is Natalie? Natalie, I think, yeah. At which point... Um, Mrs. Garrett gets a great idea. A brilliant, brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. Yes, she says, yes, you are going to give her a wedding present at the bridal shower we're going to throw for her. And that will hopefully stall them long enough. Until her mom can get here. Howard! Uh, We get the dulcet tones of Charlotte Ray screaming. And so now this is the third time we are seeing Howard. We saw Howard in the pilot part two, season two, episode two, Mm -hmm. when we first bring the girls to the cafeteria. Get the the job. And then we had him in the Cousin Jerry episode feeding those awful jokes to Cousin Jerry that... We did not want her using in her act. Okay, you're right. That and, that was cut in syndication too, because I don't remember that quite so much. But oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, and now we have this. So this is only the third time we're meeting Howard. And do you know that just later? I mean, I probably won't be here for whenever it happens. But they start talking, uh, and Mrs. Garrett references that she was dating Howard Ugh. that whole time, and the girls were like, "You were dating Howard?" Because I think it's later in the series when Joe is dating a guy, and Joe gets a promotion at the motorcycle shop, and the guy starts not wanting to be with Joe because he feels threatened that she was his boss, and then she goes, "Well, you know, when I dated Howard, he didn't like that I was his boss," and the girls were like, "You dated Howard?" And oh, it's, okay, yeah, yeah. so it's a thing that they yeah, didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know that, but like in a year or two when she references Howard again, the girls were like, you were dating Howard that time. And she she was like, yes, we were dating, but he did. He he had a problem with it or something like that. It's an episode, maybe two years down the road where uh, Joe gets a promotion at the bike shop that she works at. They mention it and they just keep going, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. It comes up later. And Howard is not the man she's jitterbugging with at the big dance in the, who am I episode? You know what? That's some other She's guy. in the field. It's okay. Unidentified. Single Miss, woman. Mrs. Garrett getting on. She is woman. Hear her roar. Keeping her options open. I like it. So Mrs. Garrett calls for Howard in her waiver. She's Howard. A, yeah, where it's like, we're going to have the thing. Howard! It's just this shrill. Get that sheet cake out yeah. of the. Get the sheet cake out of the. See, you do do a Mrs. Garrett impression. Oh, did I say I didn't? You last time you <laughs> said did, you didn't. I? I did. Yeah. Well, you I are, think I'm just you. Just you. It's, I'm inspiring. It's infectious. It's infectious. That's the. Th- it's it's. I'm an. I'm. Yeah. I'm a very inspiring. You person. are. You inspire. I me. really am. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, so the deal is get the sheet cake out of the freezer. And oh, and Howard comes out once again. Again, it's got to be chef ten o'clock at night, and he's dressed like in full Chef Boyardee yeah. cordon bleu costume. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh hello, costume. Yeah. I, don't know why I said, yeah, costume. Yeah. And it's like, what is that about? Yeah, um, he likes so, it. It's his thing. Maybe she likes it. Maybe, maybe she makes him wear it. He's not even the chef. Yeah, maybe she just makes him wear she it. She just likes it when you dress <laughs> up like it might be her thing. That's you look right. like. And fresh. Exactly. Different strokes, man. Different well, strokes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Um, so then very quickly she says, get that sheet cake out of the fridge. And nice callback. Take Eddie, the groom, out to the chuggalog. Don't you want to go to the chuggalog? I, I so want, want to go to the chuggalog. I want to go to there. Yeah. So bad. I do have a t-shirt from that says just, it's like a, you, you can't tell it's from... Any TV? Uh, it's just a T-shirt that says the, like the Rusty Anchor Bar, Miami. Gr- oh, whatever, the Rusty Anchor! But it, you have to really, really look at it to see yeah. that it's a Golden Girl shirt. But yeah, like that. so nice that we re-referenced the Chuggalug uh, after these few episodes. Yeah, and uh, and that is the plan: taking Eddie to the Chuggalug, and um, they quickly in throwing together this, the girls quickly bring out designer toilet paper. Yeah, well, Blair has that. Yeah, yeah. it's got another some... thing that wasn't in syndication because that's always new to me when I see it. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, comparing and contrasting. Yeah. the um, yeah, yeah. So then the next scene is we have set up the shower. Now the toilet paper and stuff are hanging like streamers. It's clearly set up for a party. The girls uh, Mrs. go and get gifts from their room. Mrs. Garrett says, "Just go get some gifts yeah, from your go. room. Make <laughs> make some up. Improvise. Improvise." Um, so she's trying to cut into the cake. Very funny physical bit of her kind of sawing back and forth and uh, until she finally just takes a knife and just whacks it on this uh, rock solid frozen sheet cake, uh, which is kind of funny because it is funny. The fact that we have seen it a million times, I've seen it. Many, yeah. many, many times, and we both laughed. We both laughed watching it. You know they, what I mean? They it's, talk about cake and ice cream, though, and it's like cake doesn't get that hard when it freezes. Yeah. If it were an ice cream cake, yeah, then yeah. But yeah. anyway, I agree. It was funny. Um, Natalie, mom, Jewish. There's another Jewish mom, Natalie thing. Uh, <laughs> can you tell it's late? <laughs> uh, it was some stuff about. Uh, what would her, her mother say if she were getting married at 16? Right. She says she's into psychology. She, she wouldn't use words like can't, don't. She would use words like disappointing, yeah. ruining, yeah. and very, again, very Jewish mother guilt trip. And I, I, I like Natalie's mother before I even met Natalie's mother. Just from her describing well, Natalie's mother, I can be like, oh, well, I could get that. I understand that, Natalie. You know? Well, that's a very good question. Yeah. Do we ever meet Natalie's mother? Actually, we do. We meet her three times in the series. Um, three and I, times. And she's actually a great actress. I really think she's really natural and great. And yeah. Who plays? Is it anybody? Is it somebody famous? Uh, I, like, I looked it up one time, um, but she's great. You know, her, Both her, her mom, and her dad, all of Natalie's family, I think, are great actors. Actually, they have really good actors playing all the kids' parents. I mean, Tootie's is her actual mom. You know, the actress that plays Tootie's mom is her actual mother. Um, And then, you know, Joe's parents were great. 
We we have okay. We have her Ukrainian grandmother, who I met, love, who is a big like theater. Oh God, woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was a she was like a big founder of the Yiddish, Yiddish theater, theater back in the and immigrant she was a days. Fiddler and yeah, yeah. No, no. She's mm-hmm. a big thing. She's so um, good in that too. Mitzi Hogue plays Natalie's mother. So yeah, down the road you see her three times when Natalie wants to find her mother, her actual mother, biological mother. When Natalie's father dies and when Natalie does not want to go to college. That's I down see. the road. Huh. Yeah. That's good to know. I do not remember that. Just like in the previous episode, I couldn't remember if we ever met Blair's dad. I was like, I think we do. But and yeah, no, we absolutely meet Blair's dad. This might be completely off, but I was li- listening to one of your past podcasts with Matthew Arter and you were talking mm-hmm. and you were talking about Matthew's so good about coming with uh, facts about uh, the year, the day that it took place. I mean, the day that it took place. And you guys were talking about the like the, the top shows or the shows that were happening that that day season that season or whatever and like i knew all of them and the one that i didn't really know but i kind of remembered but didn't really remember was angie what (gasps) the hell was angie why do do i remember that uh donna pescal was her name pescal and it was i believe part of the tuesday lineup uh it was happy days laverne and shirley Uh three's company and angie Angie. but why i mean it's like it's there but it's not Um, i don't really know what angie and you would know that i forget I, I believe her sister was played by Deborah Lee Scott, uh-huh. if you remember that actress. And her mother was, um, th- who was the mother on the King? Doris Roberts. Doris okay, Roberts yeah, played yeah, her mother. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, so that's, so there like are, a one season thing? Um, I don't know. Let's let's go to the Nerd Wikipedia. <laughs> Nerd alert. No, you're right. Robert Hayes. So we just looked it up here, and like, it was it was a Gary it? Marshall show. So it was obviously an ABC, and it ran February of seventy nine to September of eighty. So that's two seasons, so, oh, wow. thirty six episodes. Right. So okay. I mean, I love TV. I love sitcoms. Obviously, as a child, but yeah, I was just trying to yeah, no, Deborah Scott and Doris Roberts. Yeah, um, working class Italian American Philadelphia coffee shop waitress Angie Falco. Donna Pascal starts a romance with customer Bradley Benson, Robert Hayes, a pediatrician. Yeah, quickly looking over the premise of the show, I don't remember it very well. I think the mother was a hairstylist or something. Anyhow, right. it I was, was it didn't last long. And the only you heard us laugh about it. We were yeah. laughing about that and flow because right. we were like flow. those were special not spin up they were just such coattail series yeah. it's like there's no reason for them to be there and then on the flip side you know the year that we were talking this season the, the season previous is Laverne and Shirley not even in the top 30 because they moved its night thinking they could build a whole new night around right. the number one show right. and it dropped it more happen. than 30 wow. points yeah it's insane um yeah so Angie so was, ba- back in the day when I'm watching this episode of The Facts of Life or watching Facts of Life in the 80s, what day did it come on? Because I remember Saturdays, but I have no idea if it could have changed a couple times. It initially was Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. So that's why this show on... drops on Wednesdays. Yeah, okay. This is an homage. Oh, okay. But it eventually goes to, to Saturdays, Saturdays when the Golden Girls. 227. And that, Amen. Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, that yeah. sort of, you know, Saturday night block mm-hmm. locked into place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no different strokes, I believe, had been Wednesdays. And okay. then. All right. This was always, it was always different strokes and facts of life. And quick question, just because, you know, who knows when I'll be back. But I wanted to say, like, I was curious, like, what is your favorite 
era did we talk about this last time like did you did you like eastland do you like edis edibles do you like overheads do you like later eastland eastland is your favorite eastland interesting absolutely yeah i remember thinking when the edis edibles thing happened Uh it was weird um i felt like it was contrived that uh well you're going to college now because blair that's when blair and joe entered college correct also the idea was that oh conveniently when we can't have them at eastland anymore So the idea that, well, now they're going to live here. And then let's have Tootie and Natalie yeah. join in too. It yeah. just seemed like a very contrived premise. Yeah. Um, For me, it shifted with Over Our Heads. I still watched it. I still liked it. Yeah, obviously. Over Our Heads to me is yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah, but I loved Edna's Edibles, actually. I think it's probably just because I'm a fat, fatty kid. Oh, heart. But I mean, every time <laughs> they were eating, I was like, I want a croissant. I want a this. I want a that. But I I did. I liked the the hominess of it. I liked Much the... better than Over Our Heads. Yeah, over oh, Our yeah, Heads yeah. really felt like it was falling yeah. off the rails. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I haven't watched these episodes in a long time. Yeah. But I did, within the last five years, I did look up seasons eight and nine because I really hadn't watched them. Mm-hmm. I was in college at that point and I really yeah. they had fallen off my radar. And I was like, ooh, yeah. lordy. Yeah. I mean, I at the time, I was a kid, so I was just loving them. But now that I look at them, I go, oh, told the whole, like, you know, jump of the shark sometimes. of like, you know, crazy, like 50 doo-wop group girls and they're singing yeah. and they're doing crazy things. And, and how many backdoor pilots? Yeah, yeah. How many? Oh, like four. Like, they tried to see which one will work. It's we'll like, give every single one. Yeah. insane. They didn't quite give her one, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wanted the cinnamon show so bad. The cinnamon. The cinnamon Two show. of hearts. <laughs> Two hearts, the, like like Tootie's gonna go to a Broadway audition of singing Two of Hearts, yeah, and then Cinnamon is gonna sing Two of Hearts too as well, yeah, and then but but Beverly Ann is like playing the piano for the sheet music with for Two of Hearts, like that's it is, <laughs> it is just so beyond I I can't even. So then the girls throw their makeshift gifts at Joe, and they're actually really nice. They're very sweet. Of course, Tootie gives her a photo album. That's a really nice photo album, and Natalie gives her a little fancy diary of some sort mm-hmm. and this is a, a writer trick where it's like this di- but this is the fancy one you wanted for your memoirs this uh, i'm quickly telegraphing that this had meaning for you and yeah. you're giving it to me now but she said her life wasn't too memorable at that time yeah and then lisa welchel god fucking love her she's great she walks in with a big box and just walks in stone-faced stands next to her hands the box to her without even looking at her here mm-hmm. like the i'm being the bigger person here kind of a thing and what she has given her is a um not a nightgown what is it a peignoir, peignoir from Saks fifth avenue which is that even a thing anymore is it still around Saks fifth avenue yeah i mean yeah. it was huge when i was a kid and obviously yeah, Saks I, is big in new york but i think it's still a chain. Uh, i mean i haven't really heard seen it. i've never seen any, do we not have one at millennia or at the I florida mall i haven't seen any ads for them lately or maybe they don't need them maybe they're just Saks fifth avenue but i just haven't they used to be i feel deal. like we have one here probably but it's either at millennia at florida mall i don't think it's um, as big as it used to be but yeah maybe i feel like it was such a big new york institution i feel like it when it branched out and became a chain, it's yeah. it's yeah brand kind of got a little less elite. Yeah, I had a couple of shirts from Saks when it first branched out, but yeah. not for a long time. Exactly. Yeah, I get all my shows from Saks Comedy Lab. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we get this nightgown. I don't know how to spell peignoir. Is am I saying it right? 
I think so. But it's a pinoir. I've never worn Blair, one. Doing Blair I've never not worn a nightgown, one. It's a yeah. pinoir set, meaning it's just, yeah. it's the nightgown with the, the long, Again, cover. very mature looking. When she said, when, but Blair says she, she's like, well, it doesn't matter. I was just going to unveil it at some... Uh, slumber party like you would wear that to a slumber party yeah again and she says she says it'll be much more interesting where you're going to unveil it basically saying when she's gonna you, you go. know pop her cherry lose her virginity you go fuck girl yeah exactly so yeah he's gonna look at you and think "Ooh, grandma yeah, yeah. i want to dig through all he that says, fabric but he calls her classy boy you sure look classy yeah. but i mean so that's what she gives up but i would not wear that to a slumber party but, yeah mm-hmm. um oh and when she pulls it out the uh, reaction shot of Tootie going, wow, look out, mama. Yep. That will very soon become Kim Field's title card or credit mm-hmm. on the opening theme and not that awkward shot of, hey, Kim, stand here, look into the camera and, and smile. smile. Mm-hmm. And try to not look awkward doing it. Which so. they do again right before you really realize what's going to happen with Edna's edibles. Yeah, that whatever that season is for season four, I guess. When, yeah, yeah. When they just the Blair's just kind of smiling for that, <laughs> for that first episode because it's it's they they don't show Edna's edibles obviously because yeah. the beginning of the season is yeah uh, still, Eastland. still Eastland yeah yeah yeah. But yeah, we've we've talked at length about how much we love. The horrible, contrived <laughs> opening Smile theme. Smile on the camera, look pretty. Clips, yeah. Uh, so then Mrs. Garrett gives her a Bible. Because Mrs. Garrett, you know, if there's one word that comes to mind, religious. But she's never talked about religion before, right? Ever. Not once, yeah. Here's Ever. a Bible. Yeah. Here's a, a Bible. So suddenly so I'm... It's your Bible, Mrs. Garrett. You Bible. can't give this to me. I just did. I want to be like, eh, I picked it up at a Howard Johnson's once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like... <laughs> oh, my God. And she says, it'll kind of watch over you yeah. as you start your new life, blah, blah, blah. That sort of a thing. And then um, Joe, God, Nancy McKeon working her fucking superpowers. Yeah. Saying, gee, I, I didn't think it was going to be so tough leaving. I mean, you guys are... I didn't really realize how much I thought of you as friends. And yeah, she says you're more than just friends. She calls them family, which yeah. is pretty early, but still, you can tell. It's like you know? you're you're only in for seven episodes, mm-hmm. but you are such a good actress. Yeah. I believe that you are that attached to these people, and in particular, the fact that she and Blair could build this relationship that we know she's talking about Blair too, even though she has just pissed her off. Yeah, and oh, and we I'm sorry we missed the moment where. After she gives her this lovely gift, Blair's like, well, have fun and starts to leave. And we get the, well, if you wanted to stay, you could. And Blair like, well, I mean, if you want me to, well, I guess I guess I will. Yeah. And I just saw an episode recently because it plays in the morning, you know, on TV when I wake up. If I turn on my, sometimes it's on, you know. And I saw an episode of season seven. Uh, yesterday, I think I texted you too. There was a couple playing. Oh but, yeah, but there was a, a great, little chill, little chill. But there was one after that where um, there was just a very tender moment at the end uh, with Blair and Joe, and Blair just kind of knew what Joe needed, and Joe didn't ask for it, and Blair gave it to her, and it was very tender. And there was that really pretty music at the end yes. of the eighties, and and I was like, oh, look at that, and they're still doing it, you know, like six yeah. years later, five years later, they're still with that same theme of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, unspoken 
I know you. I got you. Yeah. You know, I love that. And and the fact that Jody and I discussed in the double standard episode, the fact that Blair could have done, I told you so. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a reason he didn't yeah. take me to that cotillion. Right. And that was not. Blair's yeah. instantaneous default was coming yeah. to the defense of her friend. Yeah. And that is why Blair Warner is one of the greatest yeah. sitcom characters yeah. ever written yeah. in the history of television. And I am not being ironic. No, and I she told that. her in this episode, you matter to me. She yeah. said, you mean, you know, I mean, that's why I'm trying to do this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I meant, I should have mentioned before, because it comes into play here. Joe, um, earlier in the scene when Mrs. Garrett is coming up with this plot for the diversionary mm-hmm. bridal shower... Joe and Eddie are like, hey, we got to go get our luggage. And they kind of walk into the parlor in the other room. Uh-huh. I don't know if they go out that side door that they rarely used, whatever. With but the exposed brick. With the, yes. <laughs> you open the door. Oh, look. You're like, yeah. wow, there's a hallway of brick. Yeah. 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 And in the reunion movie, it turns out it's a stairwell. Oh, okay. But um, anyway, they go off camera out to the other room there. And Mrs. Garrett is like, all right, we're going to throw a decoy party to keep them here. <laughs> At full voice, she's yeah. making a Goward! Yeah. You know, that whole thing. There's no... It's like the, the, the marijuana episode where yeah. they're not even out the door. And yeah. Serena's like, wow, what did you do with that joint that was in your lipstick tube? It's yeah. like, shut the fuck up, I girl. Know. They're not out the door. So yeah. Mrs. Garrett could have been a little more, oh, come in, come here. Yeah. No, we're going to do this. We're going to no. Girls! Yeah, <laughs> girls! And this comes into play because while uh, Joe leaves, Joe has to sort of says, I got to go get my stuff. I got to go, guys. I got to go. So she goes through the hallway and the phone rings. Mrs. Garrett crosses her fingers. Is Will this be Joe's mother? And it is. And while oh. she's on the phone with this her... This is a check. She calls her Polnia check. Polnia check. Yeah, it's Polnia check. Well, Polnia yeah, yeah. check. Yeah. But she's yeah. Like, this is Polnia check. Polnia check. Yeah. Yep. So she's talking to her and Joe comes back into the room and in the cafeteria can overhear Mrs. Garrett talking on the payphone. And her very form-fitting... At, uh, Ski jacket. Nice little ski jacket. Yeah. Pink, yeah. Because pink. it's very cold it's out. Pink. We yeah. keep hearing about how cold, cold it is out. And um, so Mrs. Garrett is saying, yes, I, we've been trying to stall her here to keep her here so that you could talk to her and blah, blah, blah. And Joe overhears it. And Joe is like, you fucking duplicitous, deceitful bitches. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Another another, another uh, great Nancy McKeon shift uh, where she's from happy to like, wow. Yeah. She's been betrayed like three times in, she in has, 20 minutes. She has to, <laughs> the pendulum swing. of the, coming at her, you know? Yes. She the, trusts the, people, they knock her down. She the, trusts somebody. The, and then Mrs. Uh, Garrett. For Mrs. Garrett and, to and do Mrs. Garrett that. to That's betray you. That's a big That's, one. That is a huge... Yeah. Oh, and man. um and she just so deftly can go from here to there to there to here. Um so the idea was um she overhears it, so she starts saying, I'm leaving, and Mrs. Garrett's like, No, please talk to your mother. She's on the phone. And Joe defiantly says, Tell her I left to get, get married. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's now, go. Time passes mm-hmm. and we're back and now Howard has returned. Howard. And 
what has happened is which is interesting now that I've told you they've been fucking I know it's this like, is a whole it, different it makes it all different she's, yeah. she's used to yeah. calling she that can, name she, out she can tell him what to do and he's doing it because you know so Howard quickly fills in the gaps to mm-hmm. what is happening mm-hmm. he says she showed up on her bike she grabbed him they were going to West Virginia and off they mama. went to go and get married and then she hits him Howard how could you let him do that I told you to stall him well blah, I blah, didn't blah. I told him it was too cold to get on the roads they should just stay in town thank goodness oh, thank Howard. goodness where did they go I sent him to a hotel what? hits him again Howard yeah yeah, yeah. so uh Motel. Yes. I said hotel motel motel yeah. motel yeah with mm-hmm. a with a low motel yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, and that's pretty much it. So then we go to uh, the motel room and Joe and Eddie are Another set, another location. You don't have this many locations in a Facts of Life episode. I'm telling you, this is why I like it. You go to many, many different places. No, they did. Mm -hmm. They did a great job. Yeah. yeah. And the hotel is a flea bag. Yes. It's not nice. And uh, they come in and Eddie's like, oh, you know, we forgot. You know what you're supposed to do. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And she goes out and wheels her motorcycle in. Because it can't get cold. It can't get cold. Because it is allegedly so cold. Yeah. It is so cold, you cannot see their breath yeah. in front of their oh, face. Of course not. No. At least, hey, he walks in. He's like, hey, at least it's warm in here. But he yeah. says, no, not that. There's something else we forgot. And she goes, oh, yeah. He carries her over the threshold. Very so sweet. Although they're not quite married yet, but that's okay. So they start to unpack, and he sees the Pinot Noir. I'm going to say Pinot Noir. He sees the nightgown. I like that one better. Um, He says the Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Yeah. Yep. He sees the nightgown, and he's like, wow. And so she's like, yeah, that's his thing. He's like, well, why don't you go put it on? She's like, huh? Well, okay. But she reads the label first. But then she pulls up the label, Uh, and she says, this is made of 100% silk, uh uh, dry clean only, 70% 70% of teenage marriages end in divorce. I'm going to kill Blair. <laughs> Blair, she never lets up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Lovely. So she goes to get changed. Then we go to yet another set, the outside door mm-hmm. of the hotel motel manager's mm-hmm. room slash office. So Mrs. Garrett and Blair show up. Blair is in a fur coat. Which I love that coat. As, Since I was a kid, I love that coat. I as she it. would be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. White fur. White fur. Um, but it doesn't look like an animal. It looks fur. No, it, it's looks, a it looks more like now. You'd, you'd get it at Hot Topic. It would be very It looks cool. a little yeah, muppety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so she's got this fur coat. And uh, Mrs. Garrett starts banging on the door. And the hotel... I keep saying hotel. Motel, motel. manager. It's not a hotel, people. <laughs> no, it's a people. motel. Not, it's a motel. And who answers and is the motel manager, but brilliant and ubiquitous character actor, Bill Dana. Mm-hmm. Who is also known as... Uncle Angelo on The, the Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. So if, you know, if anybody loves the facts of life like we do, obviously you also watch The Golden Girls. Uh-huh, like, like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Uncle Angelo. Great. But you've also seen him. I remember before I saw yeah. him as Uncle Angelo as this. He's done a kabillion. I mean, the great career. Exactly yes. what you want to be Perfect. a working actor. Yeah. Lovely Perfect. character actor. Yeah. And uh, he says to her, uh, no vacancy. And he slams the door in their face. So she knocks again. He's like, hey, lady, quit, dis- quit interrupting me. I'm watching... Uh, masterpiece theater yeah. in this flea bag shithole <laughs> and then he closed the door again so Mrs. Garrett just unleashes 
the satanic vocal cords from mm-hmm. hell banging on the door. Oh, baby, don't finally... want a room. Yeah. And he says, Lady, you're inter. I'm watching me, Claudius. Yes, yes, yeah. Which is a joke on I, Claudius, mm-hmm. which was a very popular PBS miniseries yes. starring Derek Jacoby and when he was very young. Um, so basically, she convinces him. Uh, I'm not sure she convinces him to it's tell three him. Times. He closes the door three he times. The door three times. Three. I'm not so sure because then we come back to the motel room where Joe and Eddie are. She's wearing the negligee. He never tells them where they are. Yeah, I don't think he does. So they just basically are going down every I think they're single, going door to door, door too. To door, yeah. yeah. So before that, though, she says, uh, he says, you are classy. Is that what he says about the negligee to Joe? About oh, the yeah, he nightgown? calls it classy. It's not a negligee. It's, no, it's a full pin, coverage. It's a Pinot Noir. But he, it's a, <laughs> but, but he says, you sure look classy. And it's so sincere when he says it. Yeah, it I really totally is. believe He him. thinks she looks classy. classy. Like yeah, a 45-year-old yeah. classy he woman. <laughs> sweet Um, it's true but he's so sweet with the big blue eyes and i love eddie yeah so then they sit down he's like he says hey you want to sit down kind of pats the bed she's like okay and he goes to kiss her and she sort of recoils and says eddie i don't want to get pregnant yeah and he's like whoa yeah and which i think is so great like i i'm I'm, i think it's so wonderful that she said that and she knew hey look i don't want to get pregnant because she knew that would be it for her and Smart she didn't girl. take Mrs. Garrett's sex education class in no. season one. No, so she did it's not. It's good that she has this uh, self-esteem yes. to be able to say what she wants. So they do start talking finally about the whole thing of, so kind of what is the plan? And, you know, you know, I don't want to get pregnant because I don't want to have kids because we have to figure out how to create our life together. And she asked him, like, how much money do we have? And he says, you really want to talk about this right now? And she says... I'd kind of like to, yeah, yeah, if you don't mind, because he wants to know. Yeah, so yeah. he says he makes $500 a month. She says she can work. I wonder if that is actually true, what a person in the Navy made Maybe. back in 1981. Well, we can find out. Um, so uh, as he starts, to, she's like, okay, that's okay with the money. I could also get a job, too. Oh, no. And None, no girl of mine is going to be working no yeah no the that stupid macho fucking bullshit yeah of I, my wife's not gonna work i'm yeah. gonna ugh. but he said it in the eddie brennan way you're like oh eddie i know you want me to not have to work but i want uh, to he'd let her work if she talked to him it's eddie he's ooh, so sweet that's a that's a big ding yeah that's a big chink in the armor for me <laughs> well i mean it was the time but i mean you know but yeah very was... quickly you realize you have to you have to work both yeah. parents have to work. Yeah, and I guess if if he is still supposed to be the boyfriend she had back in the Bronx before he went into the Navy, um, they, you know, she is certainly as working class as working class can be. How would he not also sort of be that? Mm-hmm. How would they have met yeah. if he is as he he could pass for Ivy League? He mm-hmm. really could. Yeah, you could put him at Bates Academy. We'd believe him. He's really cute. But um, but the deal is, I'd probably marry him. I probably would have had sex with him that night. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'd be pregnant, and I'd be, I'd be working be at Kmart, and, and it would have been dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been as smart as Joe pulling uh, a check, but whatevs. But the deal is, he um, how would he not understand the concept of? There are families where the dad and the mom, both the husband and the wife, both have to work. Yeah. They are from working class 
families. And if they're not, then there's a big gap in logic as to how they met and how they got together. Right. That's what I'm saying. So this, to me, that's a really big... Okay. Even if it was a... It wouldn't it have been nice if he had said instead said, uh, "Oh no, I don't want you to have to get a job. I always dreamed that I would be able to support the both of us." Yeah, but that so, would have but been. It's only like twenty three minutes that they had, but yeah, no, I get and, it. And then we would have fallen completely in love with him. <laughs> oh, I would have been like, "Marry him." I know exactly. Leave these Girl. bitches at the Eastland School. They're fake. I hate them. Yeah, I go with know, Eddie. Really? Yeah, no, but okay. Um, but then. Uh, she and he was like, and you don't need to work because you're going to be hanging around with all the other Navy wives because we're going to be traveling everywhere mm-hmm. and you're going to be uh, kept company with all of our kids and you're going to go shopping she's like, with where? the wives. the laundromat and the whatever. She's like, yeah, sees her yeah. life flash before her eyes. Yeah, he paints a portrait of their life finally. And among the things that Joe comes back with is, I want to go, I want to finish high school and I want to go to college. Yeah, as she should. And and honestly, as a Navy wife, I don't think that wouldn't be available to her. But it's just like, whew. Yeah. Um, But the important thing Joe says is, I don't want to end up like my mom and dad, who got married too young and who started their family too young, ended up apart. So then there's a knock on the door. And Eddie says, who is it? And Mrs. Garrett says, is that Eddie? Is that Eddie? So that's where we think she's just knocking door to door trying to find them. And I told you. Always one of my favorite looks was the look that he gives to, to Joe. Uh, Eddie, I, when I said I love this look that he gives her, he, 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 he looks at the door and he's like, yeah. And she's like, is that Eddie? And the, the look that he gives to Joe, like, oh, yeah. So annoyed. But really? Like, like, really? They followed like, us they on follow, our honeymoon? It's really? such an honest look. And it's and there, you actually see, like, the relationship of Joe and Eddie yes. before this whole yeah, Siri. This whole They're episode good started. Together. Yeah, they are. They they know each other. The way he just looks at her, you know, there's history there. Like, yeah, really, these, these this woman is yeah. interfering with us with our lives. You know, it's great. I love that. It would have been nice if they had brought him back at the end. I mean, interestingly, Joe is the first of the girls to get married. It would have been kind of insane. Him, like he, he comes back. A f- no, just the fourth time. Sorry. But it would have been interesting in that later seat when, because at the end of the show, Joe gets married and very quickly he has to leave. He's like a, is he a musician? Yeah, a musician. Yeah. So he's like, hey, married you, bye, never have to see me again on the show. Yeah. So Joe is still living there with the girls yeah. and Beverly Ann. But the problem is the last time we saw Eddie, he came back and was having, not relations with Joe, but Joe was falling back in love with him and he was falling in love with her, but then she found out he was married. Oh, Eddie was married. Eddie was married. <gasps> so then... They, Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can take it out. I don't remember this. Yeah, but this no, is... No, that's but, okay. Yeah, yeah, but this is down the road. And so when then when Eddie leaves, and this is a big emotional thing with Mrs. Garrett and Joe, it's a great, another Nancy McKeon moment. I do vaguely remember yeah, this. And, and then you're just like, ugh. You're just, you're just so disappointed with Eddie. So they, she couldn't marry Eddie because yeah. he was having an affair. No, we wish they hadn't done that. Yeah. But would have been fun to bring him back at the end, to have him make good. But they have... did bring back... Um, uh, Joe, baby. Uh, oh, the how can I? I'm sorry. Seven Eleven wine, but uh, the, <laughs> the the boy from the 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 the, the delivery boy that's so annoyed. Steve? That's a, no, the one that's in love with Joe that comes and sees oh. him. Uh, 
Oh uh, yes. yeah, they, they bring him back instead they of do. Eddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We um, haven't met him yet. What is his name? Oh God, it's it's not Roy. Is it Roy? Roy. Roy. Yeah, I think yeah, it is yeah, Roy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just like they I bring heard... him back for a Valentine's episode with Cliff, with Jeff, with everybody. That is nice. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I digress. That's fine. Yeah. Um. And um. Mrs. Garrett is now. She is like, I am fucking done. She said, Joe, your mom is coming. Yes. And you are going to talk to her. Yeah. And if you are not, you know, and until she comes here, she says, you got me. You are stuck with me. Basically, I am not leaving you alone. And she proves the point. She said, look, I'm the one who was responsible for you. I said, yeah. if you stayed in school, I would look after you. You would be under my roof. I would be responsible. For you. you know, so it, when she said that, I went, oh, it's kind of true. Yeah. You are no. her, her probation officer. And yeah, if, yeah, if something happens to you, then I'm in trouble and that's it yeah and she i mean there was the option of going away there was the option of if you don't like these parameters you are free to leave but i think it's the whole sense of the relationship has evolved right in the sense that's no i am responsible for you and um yeah and they do a very lovely thing where joe and eddie talk about how much they love each other they pledge their love, and he says, I love you. And she says, I'm going to love you for a while, for forever. I'm always going to love you. And she says, same here, and that's why we can't get married now. Now, before all this happened, they, uh, Mrs. Garrett tells Blair... Blair, let's give them some privacy. Let's oh. go back outside. Blair has been playing up yes. how fucking how freezing, freezing it is. she is, even though she's in her big fur, white coat, and faux fur, we'll say, but... Uh, and I think it's for me, I think it's the first time that Blair establishes her, Blair, let's go outside and and leave Joe and Eddie to have their moment. And she goes, but it's like five below out there. Yeah. And she goes, we'll, we'll be fine. And as they walk out, Blair does her, <laughs> her, yes. little, her little whimper that she does yeah but she yes. uses it throughout the rest of the series yeah, that, you know that keeps coming uh, yeah back but too. i think that was the first time i heard it where it was yes, really it funny is. the audience liked it they thought it was hilarious yeah. and she uses it a few more times in within the series but that's yes the first and when she it. says blair let's go outside blair has oh, a vaudevillian the best, the best reaction take. the best it is so short beautiful short. Where she turns she just widens her eyes and looks at her like yeah. are, are you, you fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they have a a, fan, a really good scene, of course. Yes. Uh, we say, and then they beautifully handle the fact that Joe says to Eddie, "Look, um, I love you, and I still plan to love you a year down the road, five years down the road. So why do we have to get married now?" Yeah. And Eddie says, "I want to marry you. I mean, because I love you now. What if something changes?" Mm-hmm. And she says. If you're worried about something changing, that's the reason why we shouldn't get married now. Mm-hmm. And it's like very, very nice. And oh, and she, god damn, Nancy McKeon is so good. <laughs> she is. When she is saying, we're always going to love each other one year, five years, the tremor in her voice. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. I would, I would be feeling the same way. Like it's heartbreaking, but it's honest. It's what you would be feeling. Oh my god! Yeah, it was true. Heartbreak. You can hear the struggle yeah. of her. Uh, you, I've the been there. understanding. It's this is 
this is not a moment of, I know what the decision is no. and I'm fully confident and happy with it. It's no, it's she's, scared. It's scared to say things out loud, you know, yeah. and she does such a, a great job. Yeah. It's, it's Joe them. being vulnerable. Yeah. And it's a thing that you can tell is such a struggle for yeah. her. And Nancy McKeon, God fucking bless you. <laughs> Where were you? Where what this show this uh, show did not deserve her. No, I think it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. And and it grew to it's like it show it was this show is the greatest lover because it proved itself to be worthy of her talents mm-hmm. and it rose to meet her and the others. But God yeah, because of a greeting card commercial. We are you know. seven episodes in and she has taken us in how many emotional places? That's why I asked you. I was like, us? "You guys already, you guys went past the Cotillion episode. That one kills me. Yeah, you know. And then the first episode kills me, where yeah. she's like, you know, I, I'm gonna stay for my mom. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like happen ugh. to think she's a pretty special, pretty lady. special lady. Yeah, Jesus no, Christ, agreed. She is so <laughs> fucking good. Um, so the thing is. Uh, I was going to, oh, we were talking earlier about seasons, the later seasons, seven, eight, nine. I think that's the thing that might break my heart a little bit as we keep going, because I know for a fact that her opportunities to crush it in the acting, her role role just gets, all of their roles just get distilled into blandness. The characters are there. She and Blair still have their little digs at each other but yeah and they but they, they do like uh, some of the interviews i remember kim Field said you know this is the whole problem that they had with season one is there was too many people yeah and she goes and then towards the end they kept bringing in too many people you know yeah. pippa and all these people what the fuck, and then and then yeah pippa was out of the nowhere the hell and and then so she's like that's so the, the actors were did kind of say yeah, we've been bringing in way too many people. You know, now it's... Yeah. I like... I was happy. I mean, even when Mrs. Garrett was leaving, Charlotte Ray was leaving towards the end. She'd come in here and there, there and here. I was very entertained with just the four girls going on spring break or trying to run the show together, run the yeah. shot together. I was fine with just the four girls. I, I, I agree. anybody. You know, because but, we've watched them grow up. Yeah. It just would have been nicer if they had grown up as focused as they were when they were younger. Yeah. Because the fact that Joe ended up getting into social work and yeah. that sort of, it's like, eh, I sort of get it in terms of her being yeah. a kid of the street. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, girl, you're going to, isn't Langley supposed to be an Ivy League college? Yeah. Is Langley, that's not a real place, is it? No. no. But that's like supposed to be an Ivy League yeah. college. So you're getting an Ivy League degree in social work. Yeah, but Joe was supposed to be like, but like you said, there were four different spinoff opportunities. There were yeah, like, all the let's do Joe pilots. with yeah. this and let's do, I mean, the one with Nat- Natalie in New York maybe would have been with interesting. Richard, Richard Grieco yeah, and yeah, Spade, yeah. yeah. But you know, they just kind of, and then Blair with the, her, with the Eastland school with being the, the school, Mrs. Yeah. Garrett and they really left Tootie out in Lurch, which you know, yeah. I don't understand. Little, little did they know she'd be the one. <laughs> She's really single. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but. Um, but it's just, I guess it, this is what we are witnessing that is so special is the perfect intersection of this show being ready for her and her talents, the writers being up to the task of mm-hmm. uh, giving her material good enough, and the fact that she is 14, playing 16, and able to tell the stories of a teenager going through shit. Yes. And this is season two where we're up at episode seven, eight. Is that where we're seven and eight? Seven and eight. I I feel like the writers uh, have figured out uh, that they cut the fat 
and oh. this focus on what we have, the strengths of the girls, they really are getting into their strengths. Oh, yeah. Blair's in her strengths. Tootie's fantastic. Natalie's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Joe is breaking our hearts. You know, Mrs. Garrett's doing her thing. And it's everybody just playing to their strengths. And it's great. Agreed. It's good. It's good TV. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, James Brenlinger was saying that I did wasn't aware of this. I'll, I'll be researching this before season three. But he said... That there was, we we had to deal with an actor strike at the beginning of this yes. season, but there was a writer strike, I guess, over the hiatus mm-hmm. between seasons two and three. And he said, that's where the writers still kept on writing mm-hmm. and kept on refining. They had the opportunity to keep refining the scripts, and that's why season three is, some argue, even better than season two. Yeah, yeah. And um, I I look forward to forming my own opinion on that i don't remember i just know that as an adult to look at this and say we're at eastland we're in the cafeteria now and that's only three out of the nine seasons mm-hmm. this is a third of this show yeah i it blows my mind well it brought me so much joy as a child it brings me a lot of joy as an adult oh, and yeah. i am so glad to have found uh, someone else that actually gets joy out of it as well and and it's really funny because i told you listening to uh the podcast now uh after the ones that i the the one that i was on and uh, i just it it makes me laugh because i giggle and i smile and you guys are discussing these episodes that i watched as a kid but it makes me feel like i am sitting with my best friends talking about my favorite subject which is the facts of life uh which is hilarious because my best friends that i love and hold dear to my heart do not know the facts of life. No. <laughs> like, I mean, the ones that the people that I spend the most time with, the people that I love, my oh. best friends in life never watch the facts of life. That's... They know I love it. They know I talk about it. And it's kind of a little side thing about Paul. They go, oh, he loves the facts of oh. life. Um, but... Uh, you need new friends. Well, no. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> They're just, you know, they just like different things. Yes, but um, that's but good. Uh, And I love them. But uh, they just didn't get into it. I mean, it wasn't yeah. their thing, you know? Sure. Uh, so no, it's really am, nice to find you and to I find a community so of people that do love it. I am so happy to have made this <laughs> connection in, in hysteria to know that um, it might not be mental illness if there's multiples of us. I know. It makes me feel better. <laughs> Uh, but before we go, we do oh. need to end this episode. Okay. We were it, we, 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 we were segueing so perfectly to the winding up of, of this show, but mm-hmm. we didn't actually say how the episode ends. We do have a lovely moment where, um, and actually the ending is a little weak. Yeah. But um, so Eddie and, Eddie and Joe come to their understanding. So Eddie quickly grabs his coat and says, okay, I got a, I got a bus. I got a catch then. I get it. And it's a, you know, heartfelt goodbye and not a goodbye, a so long. It's not a goodbye. No. But um, he leaves, and so as he leaves, of course, Joe breaks down crying. Mrs. Garrett and Blair come in from the cold, mm-hmm. and in the same breath that Joe says, Mrs. Garrett, and hugs her while she's sobbing, Blair comedically jumps right into the hug because mm-hmm. you know she is freezing, freezing her cold. ass off. Yeah. And she just kind of pats Joe's head. And just pats Joe just kind of yeah. half-heartedly like, yeah. yeah, yeah, console, whatever. I'm fucking freezing. Yes. And, uh, and and even though I'm from Massachusetts, I hate the cold, so yeah. I am on Blair's yeah. side here. And then the last sort of, okay, we got to wind this up now. Mm-hmm. And the very final thing is, well, Blair says, Joe, the next time you decide to go off and get married... Do it, Miss Summer. Clap, 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 clap
remember that when Eddie did leave, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, listening audience, he did not ask for the ring back. No. Oh, God, no. no. So, yes. That's that's actually coming later. You know, well, she tries to give it to him and he won't take it. Well, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, shit. I was just saying, just next season, oh, I'm just no. saying he's coming back. We have do? the whole thing about oh, the ring. No, he I doesn't really, give it to him. He wants her to keep it. Right oh, David. Uh, this everything. is what we get for doing these too late yes, on a weekday. We are so punchy. It's after our bedtime. Yes, it's it totally eight, is. It's 8.27 right now. and. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with that. It, yeah. it is in Australia, but it, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so that is the ending. That's kind of the, <laughs> oh, Blair. Clap, 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 clap. And there it is in the clap, clap, clap. And that's it. So we have a, a two-parter. Thank you for was, having me here for that. I'm honored. Yeah, and a two-parter. I mean, we had a two-parter for the season premiere, mm-hmm. but this is the first two-parter. And uh, again, so much weight on Nancy McKeon's shoulders mm-hmm. to emotionally carry a show and a plot. This is a 14-year-old girl. And they gave it to her. They were like, she's good. Keep giving it to her. And she took it. And she yeah. just took it and ran with it. And Yes. Oh, Nancy. Absolutely. Nancy, we love you. I didn't see you. her on Dancing with the Stars, but... She didn't uh, make it far. I didn't see her. But, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like... She had an injury in some point there too. I would too. But, but um, oh please, I, I'm <laughs> going to break my. <laughs> I'm going to break my hip getting up from this chair. Yeah, I'm hoping I make it to the car. <laughs> as as Matthew said, to drive back to Florida. Hey, hey, why I oughta? It's not that bad. Shut it up. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I live not far. From, I live. I'm in the city limits. Okay. Okay. I'm almost in Winter Park, bitches. Yeah. You're, but uh, yeah. anyhow, you're lucky you feed me, and you have a really cool room. Yeah, no, to, I didn't, Matthew. To, I did not feed him. No, he didn't. Don't take. No, I had three M and M's with his face on it. Yes, that's, and I brought my own Seven Eleven wine. So, yeah, yeah, and and his own Domino's pizza. Yeah, delivers. But anyway, yeah. anyway, um, the deal is, I cannot believe I was able to get you back here, and I knew for a double episode you would be like, "Yep, oh, I'm on board. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in." And so thank you so much. As always, I say this, I, I said it before, and clearly I meant it. I mean it again. I look forward to having you back, my well, dear. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me. I know I'm just a super fan that just kind of goes off, but you know what? I'm glad to have a place to come and... This is the sanctuary for your crazy, Paul Padilla. It really, it is. It is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what my home is. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, so thank I'm, you again. I'm beginning to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's late. Good night. Thank you, David. And there you have it. Paul Padilla, now a triple threat, having appeared on three shows. It was super fun having him back, and I promise you that will not be the last time. Let's Face the Facts has been produced, edited, narrated, hosted, and braised by me, David Almeida. Our show's website is facethefactspod.com. Remember to drop the let's. And that's where you can email me. You can connect with the show on social media, subscribe on your favorite podcatchers, watch videos of the episodes we discuss, and listen to extra content from the digital cutting room floor. Please share, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes if you can. I would really appreciate it. And tune in for next week's episode, which will be Gossip, also known as Season 2, Episode 8. Contrary to what you'll find if you look at Wikipedia, somehow Season 2 gets a little bit jumbled up. 
but according to the DVD release, this is the next episode. So watch the website for the episode. I will be posting that on Saturday. And I uh, look forward to having you back and listening again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And remember, the facts of life are all about you. Thank you.